I felt like I spent so many years of my life swinging on the pendulum between powerless and powerful to realize what I was missing was that middle sweet spot of empowerment. It wasn't until I went through a major life change all at one time, I finally had the confidence to live my life for me. Midlife ladies. This is the Dear Midlife Podcast. Unapologetic girl talk that will help you remember who you are and figure out who in the hell you want to become. I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, single mom, and an extrovert to a fault. And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild-haired woman full of sass, sparkle, and a heavy dose of black girl magic. So grab a glass and let's dive into the messy middle. Our next guest, Elle Hart, took the phrase empty nest to the extreme when she simultaneously sent her children off to college and got divorced at the same time. My girl does not mess around. (laughs) Right. Everybody goes. Everybody out. Everybody everybody out this bitch. (laughs) Right. And after raising three boys and being a stay-at-home mom for 25 years, And without ever having a real job before, Mm -mm -mm. this woman picked up her life and moved halfway across the country to California, where she began life in midlife from a completely blank slate. Mm. That takes some tremendous guts. Hell, yes, it does. But... You know, the thing about adversity is it brings to light who we are and what we're made of. And in this instance, this rang particularly true for Elle. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. So she got a job working at a school, but something about working at that school just didn't really feel right for her. So she began exploring and ultimately became a practitioner of emotional intelligence uh, during this time, she discovered this tool called the Clifton Strengths Finder. And it was this tool that helped her to identify her natural strengths and gifts, as well as her deficits, yeah. using this unbiased assessment. And this just completely blew her mind. Seriously. But, you know, what's so cool is it was this awareness that helped her recognize how she could bring her own gifts into the world to help others like you, like me, like Mm. Shelby, like all of us. And she developed a process that helps her clients gain what she has coined as self-intelligence. Yes. And her natural way of connecting with her clients on such a personalized level really helps to bring the clarity to their strengths and, and helps them feel empowered every single day. Yeah. I mean, gosh, The fact that she was able to do all of this in midlife from a blank slate is just like an inspiration to us all. And Mm -hmm. I think her story showed me that we are stronger and more courageous than ever, even as we navigate this crazy, messy middle part of our lives. And, you know, it was so wonderful because she... Re- what really rang true with me is that you're it's never too late to understand who you are and find new ways to bring your gifts into this world. And you know what? 
Baby girl, we would love to know what gifts you are most proud of. So leave us a review or join our Facebook group. Know that we are here to support one another. We're here to support you as we all hold hands on this journey together. Mm, Love it. And now, without further ado, we share the amazing story of Elle Hart. Elle, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Welcome. We are really excited. I am too. Well, one of the first questions that I have for you is you have your tagline is feel empowered every day. Mm -hmm. And I would love to know, first of all, what does feeling empowered mean to you? And how do you help a woman right here? We were just laughing about being in midlife. (laughs) How do you help women in midlife feel empowered? Because I feel like so much of our lives are spent catering to everyone else but ourselves and leaves us feeling more depleted than empowered. So Tell us what that means to you and how you help women feel empowered. Yeah, I felt like I spent so many years of my life swinging on the pendulum between powerless and powerful. Mm. And powerless was sometimes by my own accord, giving my power away willingly saying, hey, I I don't feel comfortable doing this. You take the wheel. I'll follow because I didn't have a real strong sense of self. But then that often didn't feel good either. So then I would catch myself overcompensating by trying to be powerful and then control everybody else around me because I didn't have control over me. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until I went through a major life change all at one time and had to do a lot of deep dive into me to realize what I was missing was that middle sweet spot of empowerment Mm. of having control over me and then not needing to feel like I wanted to control other people and not feeling like I wanted to be controlled by other people either. Like I finally had the confidence to live my life for me. So that's why I'm a big proponent of empowerment right there in the middle zone, all about you. Yeah, I I love love that. And so how did you get there? What was your journey to feeling empowerment and having control once again over your own life? Because I think our listener would really resonate with what you've just said, feeling out of control. And so I know this is so well described to me that you feel like, oh, I have to control every single th- other person, yeah. every, uh, uh, yeah, every second they're getting of my on life. my nerves and it's affecting my life. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. I call myself a recovering control freak. Yeah, okay. <laughs> totally. Okay. Right. I, you know, I still struggle with all of this every day. Um, and that's why I put every day at the end of it, because yeah. I deal with everyday issues that we all struggle with. And a lot of us don't turn for guidance or support because we just think like it's too minute to do that. Like it's just an everyday issue. It's no, you know, everybody deals with this. Why, why, what makes me special that I would want some guidance in these everyday issues? But it's because that what happens in our everyday life and the mundane affects so much 
of how we feel and how we treat ourselves and other people. Um, But my story that led me there was I became a wife and a mother while I was still in college finishing up. And so I finished my degree, but my entire adult life for 25 years was spent as a stay-at-home mom. I raised three boys. And the same year that I empty nested, I also divorced. Wow. So I would take this empty nest seriously. You're out, you're out, you're out. You're out too. Right? Yeah. Oh, gone. This nest is mine. Right? So I I went from my, you know, my entire adult life being centered around other people to all of a sudden, oh my gosh, it's, it's just me in this world. How, how on earth do I do this? And I, I had no idea. And one of the conclusions that I came to is that I needed to pack up and physically move myself somewhere else because I felt like I had to go in order to grow. If I stayed in the town that I raised my kids, that I did everything with my ex, and I stayed in that same house, I personally was going to feel stuck and I was not going to get out of my yuck that I was in during that whole process. So I sold most of my belongings, sold the house, packed up what I had left, hired somebody to drive it for me. I was in Chicago at the time and I decided to move to San Diego. Yeah. I, I did not know anybody you know there. Anyone? Nope. Why did you pick San Diego? For a couple of reasons. One, I, my kids were out on their own, but they weren't yet settled like where they were uh-huh. you know, going to stay and plant the roots. So that wasn't just a given. I loved California in terms of I I needed the weather for my soul. I needed the Mm -hmm. beach. I grew up in Michigan on Lake Michigan, but I couldn't deal with those winters. (laughs) So I needed the beach. I loved the, the look of the mountains, the palm trees, just the whole feeling of it. And then my youngest son decided to go to San Diego State that year as well. And I thought, okay, I'll go because I originally wanted to, I literally opened up a map when I was trying yeah. to make this decision and just look at the entire United States, where, where do I belong by myself? I wow. have no idea. That takes so and much courage. Yeah, it, it was, but it was survival courage too. Yeah. You know? um, and I loved the idea of California, but I thought I can't go that far away from everybody. And once he decided to go to school there too, I'm like, okay, done and done. I'm going. And he's like, Ah. no way. You are not following me to college. (laughs) I've already already enrolled in classes. Right. Right. The same ones you're in. Exactly. Exactly. I'm in the dorm right next to you. No, (laughs) I promised him, you know, San Diego County is large. I was like an hour away from him. That's why too, I say I moved without knowing anybody because he was doing his life. I promised not to impose. Mm -hmm. I did not expect him to come and be a part of me doing my life to take care of me either. So we did our separate things, even though it was nice knowing that we were still somewhere near Mm -hmm. each other. He ended up loving it in the end that I was out there, but, um, Laundry, yes. food, all the things. Mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, so I picked up and I moved out there. And like I said, I hired somebody to drive my stuff and my dog out there for me because I gave my car to my son, my middle son. 
And I had to get on a plane because if I knew if I was going to make that 30 hour drive by myself, these wheels in my head were going to be turning faster than the ones in my car. Mm -hmm. And I would have overthought the whole thing, freaked out, turned around and went back to my safety net. Mm -hmm. So I knew that I had to just jump on a plane and go. And, um, and that's what I did. And I got in an apartment by myself for the first time. I, I felt like a 23 year old at the age of 48, because I was doing everything for the first time by myself in my life. And it was exhilarating and terrifying at the same time. And empowering. And empowering. And very sure. empowering. Through that, you found your power in certain places. Yes. Especially because I had been told for a number of years You'll never make it in the real world. Wow. You'll never make it on your own. Mm -hmm. And so just knowing that, you know what I am. And I, and I went with two mantras in mind to, to help keep me sane (laughs) through all of it. One was I had to stay in the moment, that exact moment that I was in right there that day, because if I, if I worried about the past, I I was going to go in a dark place, but if I got too caught up in what the future meant and was going to look like, then, you know, the anxiety kicks in and the, and the worry and the feeling out of control. So I'm like, Nope, I'm here right now. I'm enjoying this moment. If it works out great, if it doesn't, okay, I'll figure out plan B then. So I did that. And then my second mantra was let go of expectations. Mm. I needed to let go of them for other people. I needed to let their expectations of me go and not (laughs) give a shit anymore, but what they thought and let go of the expectations that I had been placing on myself as well and just live. That's it's staying in the moment. Living in the moment is such a difficult practice for so many of us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been really working on this as well. One of the most interesting things that I've heard lately related to this is that when you're living in the past or even thinking about the past, like there literally is no past. There's nothing that's there. Mm. Even what happened earlier this morning, it is gone. There is nothing that I can do. It 100% lives in my memory. Right. There is nothing It is only in my memory what I think of it, my thoughts the future, guess what? It's not there. There is nothing there that I can touch. There's nothing that I can pull from the future. You know, there is no back to the future. Marty McFly ain't there. Nothing is there. (laughs) And it is 100% in our thoughts, what we want it to be, what we want to create all of that, but it's creating that anxiety that I just heard you mention, right? False expectations. Mm -hmm. And if we can practice not just living in the moment, but being in this moment, who we want to be in the next moment. That is how we begin to create the life that we want. Exactly. Being who I want to be right now is what will create the future, but thinking and worrying about it won't create that future. Right. So I'm practicing, honey, I fall down every seven seconds, but I'm working really, really hard on this. It, it is. It, it is a practice for sure. And I I later found out that a lot of it has to do with your strengths in mm. terms of the Clifton Strengths Assessment. Mm-hmm. We use strengths finders. 
I took that along with a number of other things that I was, you know, taking Enneagram, DISC, Myers-Briggs, the whole gamut to try to figure out who this person is, especially individually. I had no clue. And in the strengths I got, when I first took them, I got the report back and it it was, you know, okay. It, it didn't have any life shattering impact on me though. But then I heard somebody speak about them and he just brought them to life and just changed my whole like being on everything. It it was such a pivotal moment for me. And I later learned that adaptability is high for me. Adaptability Mm -hmm. is the strength that is about being in the moment and living in the present. Context is the strength that is about seeing value in the past. That's very low for me. That's in my bottom five. So I do not do well when I go backwards and think about the past, some people really thrive on that because they learn from what happened. Even mm-hmm. though, like you said, it's a fleeting moment and it's gone, they hang on to the impact and the memory and the lessons it, learned. Right. And then futuristic is another one of the strengths. And so other people get really motivated and juiced by like what's to come. And, and that's what drives them. And that's their, that's their force. Like I've got to keep working for what's ahead of me. They don't necessarily get anxious about it. They get excited about it instead. So a lot of it for us depends on where these strengths fall for us in terms of how we handle each of those um, situations and what our perspective of them is. That is awesome. Um, it's funny. I've, I've done the, the Clifton strengths as well, which I still okay. strengths finder because that is what they are. And it will, right. always, it will always be Kinko's and not FedEx for me. <laughs> right. I cannot let go of these things. Uh, <laughs> and I think mine, mine do, some of them do lend towards the future. Like I'm strategic is one of my okay. Top- and so I'm always like strategizing for like, how do we do this? How do we fix this? What is next? And then I've got activator, which is like always wanting to go into action and make the things happen. And then my maximizer is there okay. as well, where I'm wanting to take what I'm seeing and I want to make it better. So I'm, I'm yeah. pulling from the past to make things better and greater, or, or even what you're doing right now in this moment. And then I have communication. Was that four? I don't remember what the other one is. Strategic activator, maximizer, communication, and something else. Something okay. else. Yes. Oh, that's so, awesome. So I got to know about Clifton Strengths because I'm pretty, I know that I'm like tangentially familiar with this notion of Clifton Strengths, but tell me a little bit more about it and how you have used it to kind of shape the life that you are living today in this empowered way. Yeah, well, you know, like you guys asked me too about the courage and how I was able to do some of the things I was able to do at that time. And I didn't realize it, but I was leaning into my strengths for the first Mm. time. I was honoring them instead of squashing them or trying to be like other people thought I should be, which is what a lot of us end up doing. And a lot of those strengths were in my bottom. So I was trying to be somebody I wasn't and it didn't feel right. So I was finally being me without even realizing it. And that's why everything just felt so good in it. It was working for me at that time, but they're done through Gallup, the website gallup.com. It, they were created by Don Clifton, who's a positive psychologist. And he, through his study, realized that all of us have 34 traits. 
that we all use, but we all use them differently. And so he created a series of questions that you answer like on a scale and you go through and you answer all of those. And then it ranks the 34 traits in order for you. Your ranking will come back unlike anybody else in the entire world. So your results are completely unique to you. So you're not just put in a category or a box or given a number where you fit in with a bunch of other people. And you're like, but wait a minute, I'm not really like that. We have similarities, but it doesn't really talk about me as a unique being. And so the coach that I learned so much from, his name is Eddie Villa, and he has a um, coaching practice called Unleash Your Strengths. And what he does is he goes through your top 10 and your bottom five. Mm. And your top 10 is where you naturally shine. And your number five is your compass strength. That's what will always get you back on track to living up in your top strengths. The bottom five are not necessarily your weaknesses, as we all tend to think of with strengths, weaknesses. They're not things we should try to work on or make better. They're things that we realize this isn't me and that's okay. It's okay that I don't shine when I come at things um, from these traits. Other people do, and that's awesome for them, but I'm not meant to live life in that way. I'm meant to go through this process and live life this way. And so I studied everything that he put out there like crazy and learned his method of um, kind of decoding or unpacking each of the strengths. And that's what I offer now to help women feel empowered. And I created a self-intelligence process to take them through using the strengths as the foundation for that process. And it's just because it's what helped me. It's what I leaned into. And um, I'm like, if it made this much of a difference in my life when I was as old as I was and had been through everything that I was, and I feel like a different person now, it's got to make an impact on other people as well somehow. Shelby, if you haven't done it, I really think that you should do it. It is so fascinating. Like my number one strength, and I don't know how in the hell I forgot this because like I literally hang my hat on this shit every single day. My number one strength is woo. Oh, me too. Is it? Do you have woo number one and activator number two? Woo is number one and strategic Strategic is number two. two. Then activator is three, maximizer, then communication. Okay. So I have woo number one and activator number two. Strategic wow. is, I think, eight for me. So the the great thing that that I love to do for people is, even though we have similar strengths, they're going to mean something different for yeah. us because of what other strengths show up around it. You have maximizer yeah. up in there. I don't have maximizer up high for me at all. So yeah. your woo and your activator and your strategic are going to complement that maximizer strength, and you have to take all of them into account when you figure out sort of your vocabulary and your yes. process for you. And then my communication being up there yes. really helps then to paint the picture. Let's get it done. But boy, yep. you know, on a hard day, I just fall back on woo. Like, look, my what shit not make sense, but I, you don't, you gonna like it. Woo. It means I am going to attract you and love you and have fun with you. And we're going to have a great time and where it's about the relationship. And it is like our talker, talker personified. Like, oh, wow. Okay. Like when all else fails, I just fall back on the woo. 
Like, I don't know the answers, <laughs> but damn it, it's going to be fun. Let's go, kids. It's, it's win others over and you just have this strong desire to meet new people and find the connection. And like you said, have a great time with it. And you make a challenge out of like, how can I get them to like me? How can I find similarities? And just, and the thing is, it's an influencing strength. So it's really, even though it seems kind of self-centered, it's actually about other people. What am I going to do to make you feel comfortable in my presence? I really want to make sure that you are in a good place right now. So I'm going to kind of tailor the conversation and my energy level to meet yours so that you feel good being in my presence. I love that. And so it sounds like these strengths are ingredients, if you will, and you can mix and match the -hmm. different ingredients. They all go in, but depending if you have a little bit more of this or a little less of that, you get a whole other outcome. And or a different person or a different. Yeah. yeah. So how do you understand how this tool is unique to all the other tools out there? Because there's so many of these tools. And what is it about this tool that really brought clarity to your life? Well, like I said, for me, it was the fact that once I dug in and understood the connection between the strengths and, and how they really show up in your practical everyday life. That's what made the difference for me. And the fact that it was, it's like my blueprint, right? It's my DNA. It's, it's me. It's not me fitting into this, this box or category. Now, what's nice about them though, is each one of the 34 traits does fall into one of four dominant domains. So they do have a more kind of simplified version of being able to understand them. So like I lead with wanting to make connections with the right people because I have a desire to move them forward. So Mm -hmm. what I'll do in your top 10 strengths is I count up how many of each of the four dominant domains are in each one of those. So if you have a lot of executing strengths, those traits individually are going to mean something different for each person that has high executing strengths. But essentially, you're all about getting things done the right way. Mm-hmm. And if you have a lot of strategic thinking strengths, you're all about being in your head and thinking, creating, learning. Now, we all, like you said, it's an ingredients, right? We all have a mixture. It just depends on what that mixture looks like. I have clients who have seven out of the top 10 relationship building strengths. So no matter what they do in their life, it has to be centered around other people and the connections and their relationships they have with them. They really don't live their life by their to-do list and what they're getting done. And so then you kind of realize like, okay, I'm the connection person. Now I need somebody else in my life to help get things done. Hmm. You know, and the connection person and you like to get things done. Then that's great. (laughs) Then yeah, you make those connections and then you either get things done with the people that you're making the connections with, depending on who they are and what their strengths are, or you gather the information from them and then you can go and you can get the things done. Yeah. Um, it They all work. It's amazing. I've had so many different combinations come up when I work with people and I, I love every one of them because they're just so fascinating. And I, I've had clients that I've never, I've never met. 
I don't know anything about them. And I'm going through these with them. And then I kind of do a write-up at the end of what this person is like. And they're like, how do you know me? Like, I've never spoken some of this stuff to people before out loud. And you're like in my head. And it's not creepy. It's not like in a weird way. It's in a very validating way. And like, ah, I have the permission I need to be myself now. Like, Mm -hmm. you mean this is okay? And these are actually my gifts. And these are things I should lean into. Like, yes, girl, honor that woo. Lean into it (laughs) and love that, you know? Instead of down to the woo. woo. (laughs) And I was chastised for my woo for years and years. And I, I I did. I tried to play it down. I, I tried to squash it. And and that's where being single, I was able to woo it up. And I was having a great time with that. <laughs> I love that. And I love this idea. Like, I feel like so many of us in midlife, we talk about this a lot, you know, because we hit this wall. We feel like we're stuck. We feel like we've been living somebody else's life for years and years and giving ourselves over to your point earlier, giving our power over. I feel like so many of us are searching for who we are at this age and stage in life. And this is just a good starting point for us to figure out at our core, what are our strengths and really find ways to lean into that. Yeah, absolutely. And the funny thing is, if you think about it, when you first meet somebody and you say, oh, tell me about yourself, Mm -hmm. what do people usually do? they'll list the roles that they play in life. Mm, So interesting. Their job title. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm all those things. We don't actually talk about who we are Hmm. and what we bring to the world that nobody else does. And that's what this does for you. It gives you that true sense of self in a way that you can speak it in in a vocabulary that makes sense to you and other people. Because another thing I did too, for so many years is I felt like I was on the hamster wheel of trying to validate myself and explain like my thoughts and why I was doing what I was doing. And, and it just always fell on such deaf ears. And I'm like, now I can just like use my strengths and say, Hey, yep, this is my activator coming through right now. I'm sorry. I'm being really impatient. I get it, but I'm ready to go. (laughs) And it makes it more understanding then for the people that you're dealing with as well. So something you said earlier too caught my ear, and that was that you take your clients through a process. Um, And so help us understand what that process is and what kind of outcome your clients get at the end of the process. Yeah. So when, when I moved to California, I, I had never had a full-time job before. Mm -hmm. And so I had no idea where to begin. And I, I started looking in the schools and I worked in a middle school. I worked in a couple of them and I saw that so many of the kids were dealing with behavioral issues and anxiety problems. And this was pre pandemic even. And I thought I have to be able to do something to help these kids in a non-traditional way. Cause I always, take something basic and then put my own spin on it, my my own way of doing things. So I studied emotional intelligence and I became an emotional intelligence practitioner. But like I just said, I have to put my own spin on things. And one of the caveats of emotional intelligence is empathy. Mm-hmm. Well, empathy is one of the traits and it might show up low for some people. Not everybody knows how to use empathy and it's not natural for them and that's okay. 
So I had to kind of create my own process and I couldn't lean fully into the emotional intelligence. So I developed self-intelligence, which I use six pillars for that. One is self-awareness. And I feel like that's where most of us get hung up because when we try to be self-aware, we are ultimately looking through a lens that is smudged with judgments, previous experiences, other people's visions of us, you know, all the things that we've gone through in our lives that cloud our true self-awareness. And so that's what the Clifton Strengths brings. It's unbiased. It's objective. Here is your self-awareness on paper through an assessment. And I use that for that piece. And then we go into self-understanding. And that's what I bring in terms of the depiction of the results and how we go through it and what it means for their daily life. That's your self-understanding piece. Now, not only am I aware, but I really understand my process and how I'm different from other people. And then we go into self-acceptance because so many people, when they get the strengths results back are like, oh, I don't think this is good. I, I I, I should have more of these strengths up top and, and these bottom ones aren't good. And, and they're judging immediately the results. And so we have to go through the acceptance process and realize there's no good or bad. There's no right or wrong. It's just different and unique. And so we go through and they learn how to accept like me when I got woo as number one, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was devastated. I'm like, no, I don't really. Like I was a cheerleader all growing up. I'm like, I'm an adult. I don't want to be the woo girl. And I had to understand it and learn to accept it. And now I've gone into the next level, which is self-embracement. Not only do I accept it, but I love it about myself. And so Trinity, like you, I lean into it now. And I I love that woo part of myself where I didn't for so long. And that's the self-embracement piece. And then comes self-management. Just because I love things, things about myself and I can accept them and I'm cool with them. I got to bring them out into the world and I have to make sure that I'm handling them in the right way. If I have the command strength high, I can't just go out and take charge and boss everybody around. I have to know my audience, know my situations, learn to ask questions. Same thing with the communication strength. I have that high as well. What comes in my head goes immediately out of my mouth. I don't have much of a filter and I'm so excited to share things that I'm passionate about, but I have to learn Not everybody wants to hear it. So you have to learn to manage it. And then we go into the self-empowerment piece. And that's where you have that true sense of feeling in control over yourself and then letting go of the need to control other people. So that's the process that we go through with the strengths. Wow. Yeah, that's really super powerful. (laughs) It really is. It really, really is. You know, and I think it, it helps with, people that deal with imposter syndrome. I think it really helps with that greatly because, you know, for me, there's so many times that I can look on paper and say, well, gosh, you know, have I earned the right to be sitting in the seat that I'm in? Do I have, have I done the things or do I have all of the experience that someone who's doing my role or doing the things that I do should have? And and for me, I can step back and, and really lean into what I really know to be true about myself related to my strengths and say, this is why, and this is what has earned the seat because of what I do when I put these things together. And when I'm, you know, in the zone and go after it, like it just, 
changes that perception of myself. And I think it's, it's a great anecdote for imposter syndrome. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that you understand that and lean into those and, and use it as a tool to help when we dip into the bottom strengths and go places we, that don't serve us well. You know how to get back up into those top strengths and honor yourself so that you get out of that imposter feeling. That's awesome. I love that. So it sort of sounds like these strengths kind of transcend maybe, for example, like the career path that you've chosen because it's all, how do you bring these strengths to bear in the role, in the space, and maybe the job that you do or the way that you parent And so that's really where that unique lens comes through. We all might, you know, we, Trinity and I have similar jobs, but based on her strengths, she might approach that job Mm -hmm. differently, or she might approach parenting differently, or she might approach life differently, which she, she does. She's the woo girl. You're like, yeah, you're the spontaneous fly by the seat of your pants. And I'm the more yeah. structured. Yeah. Get it done. Sort of like tick, tick, mm-hmm. tick, tick, tick. Nobody's like, do your to-do list. I'm like, Fuck exactly. <laughs> but we, exactly. Both have, we both have a little bit of woo in us. Cause yeah. I'm a, also like a real people person and stuff like that. We just approach things a little bit differently. So yeah. what I hear you saying is that it's really about understanding how you embrace these things and how you bring them to bear in the life that you've chosen to live. Or maybe sometimes they reshape your thinking about the life that you've chosen to the point that, you know, you decided to like leave that old life behind and put a new foot forward into a completely different life. Even with like working in the school, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I felt so suffocated. I'm like, I can't abide by these systems and these processes and these things that don't make sense. I I couldn't do it. So I I left and I created my own consulting practice Mm -hmm. then. I'm like, I have to have more freedom to do things the way that I want to do. I need my strategic strength to be able to come through because with strategic, we like to find alternative ways of doing things. I'm not a task oriented person. I do need to have my day kind of between my adaptability and my activator strength. I never know what each day is going to look like. I just go with the flow and figure it out as, as I go. And if I had to be stuck to the time blocking and all of that kind of stuff. And that's why too, I tell my clients, like when you work on personal development and you listen to all the different professionals out there giving their you know, pieces of advice and ways to live and the whole thing. That's great. But realize you need to pluck out the pieces that work for you and be okay with leaving the rest for other people. If I listen to somebody talk about setting goals and doing all these things to reach your goals and you have to, you know, make X amount of money and X amount of time, like I, I can't, I can't even with that. So that that's how it it does work in into that. But I also really work on applying the the strengths and the whole self intelligence process to the four areas of your life, which to me are your belief in yourself, which is the foundation of everything. Um, your relationships. I believe every single thing in life is a relationship, whether it's a relationship with other people or your relationship with time, food, Mm -hmm. money, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. But all of those relationships are based on the one you have with yourself first. Mm -hmm. 
And then, like you said, they apply to your work and your school life and your path and and how you do your job the best. And I also am careful to not ever tell people, first of all, that they need to change in any sort of way. But secondly, like, no, you wouldn't be able to be a good nurse with these types of strengths. I would just help you figure out how to be the best nurse that you can be Mm -hmm. in your own way. But then also with your health and wellness, and I've been really tested with these lately. I've been having some, some health challenges and boy, am I finding myself in my bottom strengths a lot with these health challenges. And I have to figure out a way how to get back up into my top strengths and honor those and realize that some of it is out of my control. Like my restorative, I want to dig into the problem and find out the solution now. Well, I don't have the capacity to do that. I have to wait on other people. And my activator strength doesn't do well with that. So then I dip into my bottom strengths and I overthink it all. And I come up with all these horrible scenarios that could be going on and comparing myself to other situations that probably have nothing to do with me. And so that's where I have to pull on my compass strength, which is the connectedness strength where I I believe that everything happens for a reason and it's all meant to be. So whatever this process is and whatever it is that I'm going through, I believe that it's all happening for some type of reason Mm -hmm. and I'll figure it out when I'm meant to figure it out. So it, it it can be challenging too, but you can apply them to everything that you have going on in your life. That sounds incredible. And you know, so what you were sort of saying is that they can apply to your everyday life in the way that you've chosen to live it. You can just pull on the different strengths, no matter what you've chosen. But what's really resonating with me as well is this idea of misalignment. Yep. Sometimes I feel like what happens in midlife is that you've articulated it as part of your life. You've spent your whole life trying to pretend to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so when you're living life in misalignment, it doesn't feel good. You said you were stuck in the yuck. And mm-hmm. so I think that's really a little thread that I want to pull as well, because maybe you do need to reevaluate what you're doing for a living. Maybe you do need to reevaluate the way that you're living your life. Maybe you do need to start with understanding what are your strengths and you know move forward from that place in space, as opposed to trying to just like put lipstick on a pig, right? Like try and make your existing life work in, in ways that it might not actually work at all because your strengths are just in lie in different areas. And I think that's, you know, maybe what keeps us feeling stuck is this, this misalignment. Yeah. And also when we're, when we're dealing with somebody else too, whether it's a family member or spouse or a parent teenager relationship or co-working situation. What I'll do is I'll take two people's strengths or a whole family. And I go through all 34 traits side by side. And I help with that alignment within those people, because the dynamic between two of you and how you're approaching something can really play into how that misalignment shows up too. So if I have communication high and say my partner, my spouse or whatever has it low, then that can cause a problem for us. And I'm going to expect him to talk and listen as much as I want to. And he's going to expect me to just like zip it sometimes and just not have to say every single thing or share every story that goes on in my day And so what happens a lot of times is, is that causes resentment with each other. 
And what mm-hmm. I teach is how to replace those expectations with respectations. Mm-hmm. And you learn to respect one another and say, okay, I get it. I have it high, you have it low. So this is how we can work together and understand and respect one another instead of try to change the other one to meet where we're at. And that helps with the alignment within your relationships, with a job that you're doing, within yourself, so that you can go through whatever situation it is you're facing, feeling like you you don't have to be on the same page to be reading the same story or be in the same book. You know, you don't have to do everything the way the other person does it. But we get so frustrated with each other. So frustrated. Like my ex-husband, like he would not talk about stuff. And I would have to go into the closet in the master bedroom when he was in there and I'd shut the door and I would sit down against the door and I would barricade him in that bitch. Like you are not leaving this, this little closet till we have this conversation. Um, pick me up and move me. See what happens. And we um, obviously got divorced. Yeah. Well, and that's your communication. <laughs> you already said you have communication high, right? Yeah, exactly. For you, the way you iron things out and the way you work things out is by talking them through. Right. Sets to you. But my guess would be communication is a whole lot lower for him. Yes, yes. And yes. so he, his process is different than yours. So he's like, no, we don't have to talk everything to death. We can figure it out this way instead, whatever his top strengths might be. Right. And, you know, a lot of times if you understand that about each other, it can help. It's not going to make every issue and problem go away. If you're dealing with a narcissist, you're dealing with a narcissist. If you're dealing with an abuser, you're dealing with an abuser. I don't go into those worlds. I don't deal with the trauma stuff. Like I said, I deal with your everyday struggles. Mm -hmm. So if you just are having trouble, like being able to work out everyday arguments and issues, we can go through your strengths and help you get where you are in that respectation mode instead of, I'm going to expect you to handle it the same way I would. Yeah. Yeah. You know, another tool that you've talked about that you use is self-intelligence. And I'd love for you to talk to us about that, what that means. How does that show up? How do you use that to help, you know, I'll say women, because that's where we focus, but help women to raise their awareness of themselves and start to lean in and love in to who they are. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of it is just getting clarity, removing those smudges. I think that's why I don't consider myself a coach, but I I think that that's why coaching is so popular right now, because a lot of times it just helps having somebody else's perspective to be able to talk things through and figure things out with about ourselves, because it's difficult to do that on your own, even though you think you know yourself. You're like, I lived with myself for 50 some years. Of course, I know who I am. You know what I always say related to that? I am the only person in my life that has never seen my face. Yeah. Face to face. I've seen right. my mirror, I've seen my reflection, right. but I have never seen my face. And I'm the only person in my life who's never seen my face. Right? No, that's that's awesome perspective because it's true. We we don't really or we're so used to our process that we don't understand that it's not everybody else's process. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. we tend to 
diminish our gifts because we think that's not a gift. Everybody else can talk too. Like we all know how to talk. Uh-uh. Some people, they have the gift of gab, right? They, yeah. they connect through their stories. That's their gift. And that's not the case for other people. And so we we don't look at them like that and we we diminish those in ourselves. So I think just going through that process of that clear, objective look at who we are, how we do things best, um, the understanding of what that means in the world and how we can impact it if we even want to impact it. Some of us- yeah don't have influencing strengths. We don't care if we're making an impact on the world. We just want to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. We just want to um, be in our heads and create, create, you know, a plan and, and analyze things. Great. That's your gift to the world. Then, you know, everybody, everybody needs that because not everybody knows how to do that. And then just loving that about yourself, because I mean, I'm, I have a, a boyfriend that of five years and that was one of his attractions to me is that I I just had this era of like knowing myself and sticking Mm -hmm. to it. And it wasn't like, I have these boundaries set and you can't cross them. Like it wasn't necessarily like that. It was just a a certainty that I had never had before. And it was so attractive to, to somebody because it's like, wow, like this is, this is unbelievable being with somebody who really now, again, like I said earlier, it doesn't mean I don't struggle with it. Sure, <laughs> I course. still dip in my low, dark places. It's I don't walk around with this, this great certainty and confidence in everything I do. But boy, I take on a whole lot more on life now than I ever used to. I just bought a building and I'm going to create a whole co-working space. Oh, that's yeah. so fun. I'm in a town. I don't know anybody. And oh, I'm like, inviting the masses to come and like, I'm developing a whole new way of going about the, like the membership way and the the reservations. And then I'm going to offer all these trainings and all this stuff. I have no, what I, no idea what I'm doing. I'm just following this like passion I have to connect with people and help them move forward. Mm-hmm. That's and incredible. I never would have had the confidence to do that before. So I think that's how the, the stronger your self-intelligence is, the stronger you can impact and, and help the world. Mm-hmm. 100%. I love that. And if our listener wanted to find you L and take some of your wisdom and learn more about themselves, where would they find you? The best place would be my website, feelempoweredeveryday.com. Okay. And then, and then that will hook you up to all the variety of places that I am. I have a YouTube channel, a, a podcast, Instagram, blog, the whole thing, but everything can be found at feelempoweredeveryday.com. Awesome. And is there a way that we can take the Clifton Strengths test? I'm sure there's a fee to do it. And I'm sure maybe they could get that link on your website or something. Yeah. So you can, they can go straight to Gallup and look up Clifton okay. Strengths Assessment. They would want to take the full 34 to be able to get the full understanding. Usually they just give you the top five but that is $60 through Gallup. I offer it bundled in my package of working with me. And that is $50 to the client. And then I buy the code to the assessment. They just go into the link, plug in the code, answer the questions. And then I take the results and we meet on a one hour Zoom call, go through them all 
And that's it. I I don't have like a long six-week coaching program or anything like that. You go through the results with me. And then if you want follow-up sessions, we can book follow-up sessions. Sounds very, very simple and straightforward. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. I literally had no idea. This was super fascinating for me. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you guys. I'm so happy to be here. See, you can't, you can teach middle-aged dogs. Yes. New tricks. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. There's a whole new world out there, ladies. Can't wait to find it. Elle, thank you for taking us down the path on your journey with you. What a fantastic story. Such an amazing, like so incredible. I just can't even, I I just don't even honestly know how you did it. It's so amazing. It's so amazing. And there's so many takeaways, but I would like to start off with the one that really resounded the most for me. So number one, my girls, to all of us, live in the present moment. Mm. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself of the past, of the mistakes that you've made. And listen, while you can learn from them, the one thing you got to reconcile in your soul is that you cannot change them. Nope. And that past is gone. So don't focus too much on trying to control the past or the future, but instead be present. Be, be present. For this present moment is all that we A hundred percent. And in order to honestly live in the present, we have to do number two, which is let go of expectations, girl. Let go of them. The ones you have of other people, the ones that other people have of you, and the expectations you have of yourself. It's honestly the only way you can truly be free. One hundred percent. And and third, this all ties together. Because when you understand your strengths and when you lean into your gifts, you will feel empowered. So stop trying to be someone you're not. Mm. Living in misalignment could be the very thing that has you feeling like you are stuck. Amen to that. And four, when asked to tell others about ourselves, oh God, I'm so guilty of this. We typically start by listing the roles we play. I'm a mom, I'm a teacher, I'm a sister, I'm a a mom, I'm a lover, what's that called? (laughs) I'm a child, I'm a mother, I'm a sinner. I'm thinking Ice Cube. I'm your mama, (laughs) I'm your daddy, I'm that poop in the alley. Fuck. We are so much more than the roles that we play. Yes, we are. And when you have an awareness of your personal strengths and characteristics, you can start the dialogue by using terms that demonstrate who the hell you are Mm -hmm. and -hmm. what you bring to the table. Exactly right. Our final point. Knowledge is power. Mm, Amen. So apply your strengths to the four foundational areas in life. What are they again? Number one, belief in yourself. The second foundational area is your relationships. The third, your career path. And fourth, 
health and wellness. So look, sometimes we can compare our strengths with those who play a prominent role in our lives, like Shelby was describing, our spouses, our colleagues, and beyond. To see where our strengths coincide and then where they clash. And, and really, this helps us to build stronger relationships in which we replace those expectations we were talking about with respectations, where we learn to forgive, where we learn to respect, and we learn to understand the strengths of others, of all those that we hold dear in our lives. 100%. And girl, you need to learn to forgive yourself and respect and understand not just the strengths of others, but your own strengths. And we would love to know what you see as your strengths, or we'll put a link in the show notes to the Clifton Strengths Finder. And you can go out and take the assessment. We'd love to hear from you. You can also book uh, an assessment with Elle and she'll help you interpret the results. And we would love to know what are your strengths? What do you bring to the table? Because girl, we're building a community and we recognize that the more strengths that we build this community upon, the stronger, more robust, our connection with other women in midlife will be and the better we'll be for it. That's right. So share your strengths with us, leave us a review, and go find us on Facebook. We'd love to build a community with you as part of it. And keep listening because we'll be right back here in the same place, same time, (laughs) (laughs) next week when we see you in the middle.